Welcome to a word from Pastor Ita of God's Lighthouse. As you listen, may you receive eyes to see and ears to hear. And I pray that Christ will be more and more at home in your hearts as you trust in Him. May your roots go down deep into the soil of God's marvelous love. For more information, visit our website at God's hyphen lighthouse.org I've been around Christians that are very dedicated. Their lives seem very committed. They don't do many of the errors that certain Christians do. Groups where they are more dedicated to scriptural integrity. They're not reckless with the Bible, using it anyhow for financial gain and all of that. And one thing I had thought about at the time was why does it seem that some of the reckless ones, the ones that don't seem to fear God that much, they actively use their gifts. They're actively walking in words of knowledge, wisdom, revelation. Why is it so? These ones are more holy in their living. The other ones, they are more holy in their living. They are more righteous in their walk with God. Why are the giftings stronger with the others? And I'm factoring out those that might be using diabolic means to walk in power, using, you know, fetish means, resorting to the devil for power. I mean, those that are operating in words of knowledge, healing, and all that. A major difference is that the ones that seem to manifest it more simply get more practice. They practice more with their gifting. And because they practice more, they get more skillful. And the other ones might be all sincere, dedicated, loving God, but barely using, barely using their gifting. Only using it once in a while. So it seems when their giftings are at work, it seems by chance, oh, God chose to do this today through me. Praise God. And that happens if you walk with God truly. There will be times God says, oh, you're the man on ground. I'll walk through you. You're the girl on ground. I'll do this through you. You're my person. Look at your phone. I'm going to transfer this there. Dispense it. Share it out. Good. But sometimes in the bid to be humble and available, I know this because that's how I used to think. I'm still struggling with it, you know. It's, it's like you yield to it once in a while. But these other guys have this mindset. I'm going to use it. I'm going to stare it. I'm going to use it. I'm going to use it. I'm going to... Because they keep placing a demand and stepping out entering situations where something has to be done. The more they did that, the more they had the opportunity. Not because their lives are okay. Not because they are better than the others in any way. They may be far worse. You should know very well that according to scriptures that you can prophesy, cast out demons and do great works or miracles and God is not pleased with you at all. That's a fact. Matthew 7 in that story Jesus said I will tell you depart from me. You lawless person. That's for the judgment day. But in the meantime, they were busy casting out demons and prophesying and doing miracles. Now, what's wrong with being lawful, law-abiding, obedient to God and walking in it? Nothing. It is because of that that many people are followed and believed. They may not fear God, so they deceive people. The way God is going to counter that amongst the ways is going to be that the sincere ones, the ones who are walking in holiness, in righteousness, seeking God's face, will do the same 
and more. They will walk in in spirit and truth. So if you go to someone, pray for me, or we need help, and the person says, you're going to bring 50,000 naira. And you go to another person, and the person doesn't mention money, and prays for you, and the same thing happens. Question, which one would people prefer to go to? The free one or the one with a cost? The free one. So for them to be going to the one that charges them for it, it means there was no one that does it for free. And why? Why is there no one doing it for free? I'm not saying there's no one, no one, but I'm saying it is that they are not aware. Now I also know, okay, so again for balance, I know there are people that will go to ask people to do things or tell them things that they have no business hearing. So someone comes to you and says, um, I want someone to die because that person is an enemy wants to destroy our lives and destroy our house. Now, that's not even God's will. A real servant of God will tell you, what are you talking about? Go and sit down. Do I look like a, a spiritual assassin? Because that's what the person is. That's an assassin. You go to someone to assassinate someone in the spirit. He's a thug. A spiritual thug. A dangerous person. A hitman. Can't be working for the king of kings. Can't go to someone for such a job. So I know there are people that want illegal things done, spiritually illegal things. And there are many fleshly people. So they won't go to a real servant of God and ask for real help because they know they'll be chased away. But on the other hand, what about something like healing or asking God, God, what's happening in my life? I don't understand what's happening in my life or in my family's life. Everything seems distorted and confused. What do we do? We are going to exercise our gifts, practice, walk. A time will come where you're absolutely certain because it's been proven 58 times. So it's no more, I think, you're absolutely sure. And because of how sure you are, you're able to say directly, knock, knock, excuse me, I'd like to speak with you. God told me that you're not busy doing anything. You want to have a tryst. You want to commit immorality with the female. Is it true or not? If it's true, the chances of him looking at you and saying, how dare you say it when you're looking at him? And even if he says, how dare you? If he's such an actor, such a rogue, you're able to look at him back and say, are you telling me God lied? Really? Are you sure? I am. How will you get there? You won't get there with no practice. You get there by proving it. There are times you ask me like questions. I don't know. It won't just be about negative things, positive things. So, so I don't know if this makes meaning to you, but is there anything about, you know, like this, this, this? And the person says, yes, yes, yes. Every time that happens, you get more confident. Where you miss the interpretation of what you saw, it gets clearer. Of course, it depends on how words come to you. It becomes as a picture. You know, you may say the picture, but sometimes you're supposed to interpret it and say, this is what I believe. It may have come as a picture. It's not everything I have to tell someone, I saw this picture and that and that. And so on. So, practice does make you skillful. So, the major thing God gave me understanding about those different groups of people, the ones that seem to walk in righteousness, holiness, but they don't seem to manifest much of the gift. And the ones that don't seem to walk in much righteousness and holiness, but it seems they walk in the gift of the Spirit, is that these ones practice with their gift. Since they don't have much else, they don't have much else that they are doing. They are not focused on growing deep that much. So they have to do something. So they focused on giftings. I've said they will get flogged eventually. God will discipline them. Seriously. It's better to have fruits and not walk in 
too much gifting. The only thing is this. Because of your not having much giftings at work, people will suffer. You too will suffer. Your family members will suffer. Everybody will pay a price. That you are all so holy and righteous, but someone next to you dies of sickness. Because you, you, you have not stirred up the gift. You have not believed God fully. You believe God sincerely in certain areas. You've tried. But it's the trying of um, having a shop where they sell drinks and you refuse to sell pastries. People come and they say, oh, you don't have any snack? You don't have any? Oh, no, I don't. 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 One year later, two years later, five years later, no, I don't. I hope you know the person right next to you that sells drinks and pastries is going to have way more money. Maybe buying the drinks from you. That's what will happen because someone wants a snack and you sell only drinks. Someone else has a drink with meat pies and uh, fish rolls and donuts and other things. Whatever it is you do, the more that is available, the greater a blessing you are. So with time, you know what happens with the person that is not working in gift much? You know, the person is just there saying, God knows I'm faithful. These are a flock of 53 people have been faithfully here. Don't mind. Of course, you have to, after a while, to explain away why it doesn't seem much is happening. You have to start abusing other church groups here. You start abusing them, calling them names. Say, don't mind them. They are all of them. Juju, all. Because they started with you and they've grown. They have fruit and they also have gifts. God gives us gifts and fruit. You have to stir up your gift by using the gift. Even opening your mouth to speak with someone, you know, you're stirring up the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the gift, the big gift. But the Holy Spirit confirms things with signs, wonders, diverse miracles. It's the way of the Spirit at work. Take any of the groups that emphasize holiness and righteousness. Let them mix in their stirring up the gifts of the Spirit. Let them pray in tongues more. Not saying they don't believe in it, but let them open their mouth, pray in the spirit a lot. Mix that with your work in holiness. Watch all sorts of things happen. Satan will take whatever he can. What's available, he'll take that one. Ah, They are preaching holiness. We've not been able to stop them. Let's stop them from walking in healing or in visions and revelations and, and prophecies and all that. Let's discourage it. But if you are wise, you go for everything God has. You're such a good child. The way we left the fridge when we traveled two weeks ago, that's how we found the fridge when we came back. The only thing you have taken from the fridge is water. Yes? Anyone at all. You left your house. You say, people, please feel free. There's bread in that fridge. There's, you know, red plantain. There's uh, juice. There's uh, milk. There's uh, stuff. You want to eat the soup there. Take it and warm. There are things there, Okay. All right. And they leave the house. Come back two weeks later. Only water. You only took water. You're a good child, right? A good child. They'll be patting you on your head, yes? That's bad. So what were you eating? And uh, you know that Gary in the kitchen that was plenty. I uh, know, and there was salt. No, auntie, don't worry. Uncle don't. It's fine. I'm fine. Am I? I've been inside. I didn't really go outside. I didn't go anywhere. Either. Yes, you didn't have energy to go anywhere, it's obvious. You're weak and anemic, sickly, and embarrassed. Did you invite anyone so you could even... I didn't have... There was nothing in the house, so... You see, because you'll be ashamed. There's barely anything. What are you inviting them for? They'll come and look and say, this is your house, drive. But boy, you never get drink here. Because they are not used to all this dryness. 
like well i have water will, will you have the bible says he will give a cup of water the word the word hey hey add healing there's a reason there was juice in the fridge you sold what do you mean what you're implying is that your uncle your auntie of course this is god i'm talking about your father is so poor that if you eat the soup they can't make new a new one yes there won't be anyone if you if you if you drink the juice they can't buy again if you drink that juice what will we drink this year you refuse to touch the bread sipping gary with salt not even sugar so they'll say you're a good child you're a bad child you're an embarrassment i'll bring a servant to take over your place you send you they want to be cinderella the, the before not after the before cinderella you want to be in the kitchen one corner of the, the hurt. Go and stay there. Have you not read in the Bible, Proverbs 30, where beggars ride princes sitting on the ground that the earth cannot bear it. Not knowing who you are, not making use of what you have. It does not please God. It's an offense. Paul did not say, well, I don't know about this gift. It's not really needed. He said, desire spiritual gift. Take no pride whatsoever. Take no pride whatsoever in your penury. Your spiritual poverty, where you have nothing to show. You, 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 you take pride. I'm born again as I'm here, so I'll just be here, standing in one place faithfully in case the trumpet sounds. You're the type that the trumpet will sound. They'll start carrying you. Then you find yourself coming down, up and down because they are trying to decide in heaven. Maybe carry them. So angels are arguing. They catch her. They say, drop them. Drop them. Now, now one of us, up and down. If you ever hear trumpet sound, you see someone appearing and disappearing. No, that's one of them. They are not sure if they will to carry you. Is it one of God's children? This one, this one has off her head now. That won't really happen, please. If you can see <laughs> they are not confused. The civil service of heaven is not confused. But please, there's nothing to be proud of. Zero. That your life, I got born again. I've been faithful. I don't joke in my devotions. You go on like that till you're 50. You're one of these old Christians that discourage people from being Christians. When they see you, people like, is, you mean by get born again, be like this. People make up their mind and say, God forbid. Because your life is as unhappy, even more unhappy. There ought to be a difference. You should be able to walk in. Yo, she came. Come and pray for me. I've been waiting for you. And you pray and something happens. Please, can you pray with me? I need guidance. And you pray and are able to say something. How will it come? With practice and expectation, of course. Before the practice, you expect it. But when you expect nothing, say me. See, listen, the only thing we want in this life is to make it. To make heaven. Brethren, what else are we here for? Is it not to make heaven? What are you saying? While you're waiting to make heaven, how do you want to be waiting? You better wait with power with grace, authority. Open that fridge and pillage it. Open that fridge. There's a reason they told you, see fridge here. Help yourself to what you need. It is not humility to refuse to take things from a fridge that God gave you. You can't look at the Bible and pick out two things to be born again. And maybe some don't even do this. Some don't even talk about being baptized in the Holy Ghost. You can't open the fridge and take water. And then once in a while, maybe bread. The Bible calls that bread and water of affliction. You need to add affliction. If you are eating bread and water, add affliction of affliction. Just put off. 
and affliction next to it. Have you ever heard of bread and wine of affliction? You can't, affliction and wine don't go together. But water. <laughs> you can't do bread and water alone. It's against the will of God. Melchizedek, the Christ's representation, comes with bread and wine. So if juice is in that fridge, drink it. Drink it in Jesus' name. There's a reason they gave you the fridge. Hey, we are discussing spiritual things with natural language. The fridge is scripture. Open the scripture. Anything you find inside there. Want it. Want it. God is happy with your wanting it. I want this. I want that. God, this one come. I want it too. This biscuit, daddy, I've not eaten this type before. I've not seen this kind of uh, revelation. So, you know, uh, how many of you read Ufon's testimony about healing? Healing someone's ear. Okay, so he's reading through this book and he's, he read his Bible and then reading this book and he's looking at it and looking at it and he's like, I want it, I want it. And he goes out and his neighbor sitting with the person talking. The person said, my ear hurts so much that I can't even touch it without causing it pain. Touch on top of. And he's like, yes, stands up because he had just finished feeding, feeding on the word of God. Puts his hand on the ear, prays. And he said, I will not stop praying to your heel though. That's the whole idea here. This is not one of those that I prayed. It's okay. It's okay. Mm-mm. And the second time I think he prays, I think it's just two times or so. And the person goes, and he's looking, can't even talk. I'm healed though. You know, in shock. That's the, uh, that's, you see this biscuit, I'll eat it. You go through your father's fridge. You see something. I want it. I want this. I want this thing. Because you saw it. Instead of saying, oh, the man of God, you know what? You come with me uh, on Sunday to church. Everybody will be going to church. Take what is available. Healing, cleansing, purging, all sorts of things. Carry it along. When you want it, your friend comes to the house. During that time, you are not around. Bring a glass. Pour them juice. Stop giving people water, 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 water. I have taught them the word. God knows I have shared. There's no day I don't go out on evangelism. People are running. You only give water. Pour them juice. 